It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's a time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. (laughs) I got to say, I have been struggling lately with my social motivation. There is so much happening in the world from personal to political to business, and it all plays out in our social feeds. I'm bombarded by images, videos, messages. I wake up every morning with an inbox overflowing with advertisements, ideas, and groups asking for money or my time or my voice or my vote. It's overwhelming. And when I'm overwhelmed, I tend to shut down. Telling you, I've reached social burnout. You might not know this, but as I build Casually Baked, My side hustle is corporate storytelling, and I manage various social media handles and blogs for other brands. I post on social media platforms 365 days per year. It keeps a roof over my head and my creative skills sharp, so I appreciate the gig, but a part of me, probably my soul, feels like social media is sucking the life force out of me. And with Twitter bots and Russian hackers and cyberbullying and sex and violence pornography and the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal, shit, I feel less and less inclined to personally participate on social media. By the time I'm done managing my clients' social accounts, I have very little motivation to engage on social for my own brand. Casually baked social has become the redheaded stepchild of my workday. The professional marketer in me knows that's bad for business since cannabis brands rely on social media as a means of advertising as long as cannabis sits ridiculously on the Fed's Schedule 1 drug list. But the conscious business leader in me 
refuses to throw shit against the wall for the sake of throwing shit. I don't appreciate the social noise I personally experience and don't want to add to that informational cacophony in your inbox or social feed. Sharing a random selfie or pics of my last meal or what I'm smoking just to check a box and be seen? Daily social blast. Check. (laughs) I'm just over that shit. So what's a boss babe to do? Seriously. I'm asking you. If you're a social media participant, do you follow at Casually Baked? Do you engage with the content I sparsely share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube? As a conscious creator, it is extremely important to me that my voice add value to the larger conversation and positively impact your life. Otherwise, as far as I'm concerned... I should keep my social trap shut. I think it's an important exercise to regularly evaluate our immersion in our real life versus our online life because it's a slippery slope. Last night, I worked until 8 p.m. and caught myself checking social and email five different times before I went to bed only three hours later. That is gross. I encourage you to think about how and why you currently use social media and at what frequency. I mean, at some point, we've just got to put the fucking phone down. It's important to keep ourselves in check and remember that the in real life part is what counts. Like I said, I don't want to be a part of sliming you, so I'm asking, what do you need that you're not getting from your current social experience? If I know that I'm making a difference and inspiring you to live your best life and be your best self, then hot damn, I am in. I'll do it. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to break every marketing rule I know and only post to social media when I feel inspired to say something. Casually Baked is my personal brand. I don't answer to investors or stakeholders. I don't have a boss. I am the boss. I do what the fuck I want as a progressive voice of the grassroots cannabis movement. I'm committed to modernizing the cannabis culture. So tell me, how can I support you in your journey? Think about it and send me a voice memo or email to ask at casuallybake.com. End of rant. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke. Today, I want to talk about the side effect of short-term memory loss from cannabis consumption. As a creative, I am constantly writing down ideas or thoughts that occur to me while I'm casually baked or full-blown high as a kite (laughs) so that I have a record or reminder of the sometimes brilliant, sometimes dumb as shit ideas I have. I often consider the loss of words or losing my train of thought or the haziness of recollecting conversations as a negative part of my cannabis experience. Prime example, yesterday I was having a hella case of the Mondays. Mid-afternoon, I took a hit off my boss man vape pen, which by the way, I understand the lady boss vape pen is on its way. They liked my suggestion. So 
Where was I? Oh, yeah. So I went for a sunny walk to the post office trying to shake off this Monday funk I had. I mailed my new voter registration form to the registrar of voters. If you're not registered to vote, do it. I picked up my mail and I walked home. When I arrived, I couldn't find my keys. I couldn't get in the building. I went to the back (laughs) where my car is to see because I have keyless entry. So I thought, oh, well, I'll be able to just open the car door if my keys are on me. They weren't. And I thought, hmm, are they in the building? Of course, I'm high and I'm not recollecting that I literally just used my keys to get my mail out of my mailbox. And that's when the light bulb went off. My keys were sticking out of my P.O. box three blocks away. Fuck. (laughs) I frantically ran, walked back to the post office, and they weren't there. So I stood in line, wearing a cannabis t-shirt, no less, and had to ask the postwoman if anybody had turned in keys to the lost and found. My walk of shame home triggered today's topic. As I often do, I dove into the idea of cannabis and memory loss and checked it out from various perspectives to help me understand why, oh why, Mother Nature would give cannabis that quality. And I actually came up with a few benefits. First is sensory overload. You know I'm overwhelmed. I just did a rant on social media engagement. And I have six email addresses with a collective 5,931 unread messages at the moment. On top of that, the smarter we humans and the artificial intelligence we create gets, the more overwhelmed we are in the multiplication of information. Marketing studies suggest that the average consumer is exposed to up to 10,000 brand messages a day. I'd guess it's probably double that for Gen Z and millennials whose eyeballs are fucking glued to their smartphones the majority of the day. Personally, I think cannabis helps mitigate the sensory overload by helping us forget more of it than we remember. There are a lot of nuances to cannabis' effect on remembering or forgetting. Short-term memory is most definitely affected but it's, it's not like getting so drunk when you have blackout episodes, which I call losing time. And for the record, it's been a lot of years since I experienced it. Losing time, as I remember, is quite unnerving. But again, that's a boozy side effect. For you non-cannabis consumers, let me be clear. Pot absolutely does not do that. But... Leave your keys in a public place or forget where you put your cell phone or what point you're trying to make mid-conversation? Yep, cannabis is definitely the catalyst for smooth moves like that. If I've got a big presentation or need to have an important conversation with someone, I do not consume cannabis before taking the stage or getting on that call. I recognize that my recall and vocabulary are sharper when I'm not under the influence. And I don't know about you, but people love to point out that I must be high when I can't find a word or remember a name. I play along with their stereotypical joke, but it fucking grinds my gears. Even though it is mostly true. Cannabis can also slow down our working memory. So... Say you're studying a new language or cramming for finals. Save cannabis as your reward when you're finished. It's not going to do you any favors while you are actively learning. 
Trust me. I spent almost a year and a half living casually baked in Italy and can't say much more than, Mi dispiace, non capisco. Parlo solo un po' di italiano. È molto difficile per me. I'm sorry. I don't understand. I only speak a little Italian. It's very difficult for me. (laughs) One critical place cannabis plays a positive role in memory is in the softening of negative memories. Traumatic memories can be damaging to our overall health and wellness, and our bodies have a way of protecting us. Anandamide is known as the bliss molecule. It's an endocannabinoid our bodies naturally produce. It's the doppelganger of THC, the phytocannabinoid in cannabis. And if I'm losing you, go to casuallybake.com and sign up for cannabis class. It's free. So anandamide, our body's natural THC, actually helps us forget things that aren't beneficial for us to know. You hear all the time about people who have little to no recollection of traumas they've experienced. Turns out, studies indicate that patients who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder have lower levels of those endocannabinoids in their brains, which is a logical reason why those with PTSD are so haunted by flashbacks, memories, and nightmares of past experiences. And pharmaceutical drugs like antidepressants don't work for PTSD patients. Cannabis, on the other hand, does. I don't have PTSD, but I can imagine cannabis is a saving grace to someone that does. In fact, if you suffer from PTSD, I would love to talk to you about your relationship with cannabis and how it helps you through your day and how you specifically use it to combat the fear and anxiety landmines that creep up on you. I think it's an important conversation that I would love to share on a future episode. Another interesting observation of cannabis and memory is the accessibility of our childlike wonder and curiosity. I find real joy and beauty in connecting with my curious nature. I'm 41 going on 14 most days. I have the experience and wisdom of a middle-aged woman, but the voracious desire to cut up and laugh and be silly. I won't ever act my age, and I will continue to talk to strangers and learn new things. Cannabis gives me the platform to do that. It also helps blur the lines of time. So when I'm casually baked and in the flow, I can sit down and write or work on something and look up and have no clue how long I've been at it. By nature, I have trouble sitting still, and cannabis affords me the opportunity to be wholly present with whatever creative endeavor I'm working on that day. And what about long-term memory function? There are arguments that heavy long-term cannabis use can negatively affect long-term memory. But I'd like to point out that CBD, or cannabidiol, the most well-known non-psychoactive component of cannabis, and the cannabinoid also found in the hemp plant, show signs of protecting the body against the negative effects of too much THC. CBD resets our endocannabinoid system. It controls inflammation and free radicals in the body, and there's significant evidence that CBD has the potential to reverse the effects of dementia and Alzheimer's. As someone with a history of both in my family, 
I routinely take CBD and encourage my friends and family to do so as well. Memories are precious. Do what you can to keep them. You got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colored lights. You got the I hope you learned a little something today that you'll remember tomorrow. And just in case you're high, let's recap the essentials. Message me about the type of social content that will inspire you to engage with at Casually Baked. Microdose THC for optimum wellness benefits and to avoid leaving your keys at the post office. Add CBD to your diet and encourage your aging family members to do the same. If you use cannabis as part of your treatment regimen for PTSD, I would love to talk to you and explore the experience on a future episode. Message me. Pretty please? Ask at casuallybaked.com. Casually Baked, the podcast, was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. And last but certainly not least, I hope you'll rate and review Casually Baked the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts to help spread the gospel and amplify the highly responsible side of the cannabis culture. And maybe you'll even share one of your favorite episodes with a friend. It takes a village, people. So do what you can to puff puff, pass it on. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate. And I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.